Hey, welcome to the Art Condition Podcast, a weekly show that will discuss the business, community, and often undiscussed stress and mental health concerns of being a professional artist or even a serious hobbyist. I'm Joby. I've been in the tattoo and illustration professions for 25 years. My co-host is Moose, a data analyst, social media manager, and art agent. If you enjoy the content, please consider visiting the Patreon page and the show notes to help support the effort. Or if that's not an option, please like, subscribe, leave a good review, or just share with your friends. And definitely go visit the links of our guests on this episode. Thanks for listening and have a great day. This week, we are talking to Cami Veit. Cami has had a somewhat surprising career path. A good portion of their professional experience was in the service of adult pay sites, providing content we would label under the now ubiquitous set of initials NSFW. The stigma attached to this kind of content might leave you tempted to believe that such a work history would make it hard for Cami to find work in more conservative occupations such as mainstream game studios. But the opposite is true. As we talked to Cami, it became clear that the stigmas around adult content and the limitations of career opportunity it may present are as much the result of internalized shame surrounding that kind of material rather than an actual existential reality. One of the biggest takeaways from this conversation, and the one that I think bears the greatest contemplation, is that when it comes to creating adult content, the effects that has on your life has much more to do with how you present yourself when creating that content as opposed to the material itself. And by that, I don't mean hiding behind alter egos. I mean owning your work and being proud of it as the art that it can and should be. This is what Cami has done, and it has worked out wonderfully for them. Let's listen. What happened there? That was my phone, like, letting me know to feed my plants, so I just threw it across the room. Oh, buy plants. <laughs> well, as your plants are dying, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and how did you get into art, and how did the teeth sink to the bone and latch themselves permanently? Okay. Um, my name is Cammie. Uh, I am now a senior artist at congregate i started doing freelance from just kind of like word of mouth um i worked for three pay sites of adult furry pay sites uh doing artwork in comics for two of them i think and just pinups for the last one i say that like i say that like it's not important but it is um I have been drawing for a good portion of my life. I actually started super young. Um, my dad was in the Air Force, and what he would do is he would draw like little um, kind of like storybooks and stuff, and he would send them back. So I had a whole collection of all of those because I think he was that's his way of writing letters. Because he doesn't, he's not a big letter guy. Or he wasn't back then. He is now. But uh, I had those, and I was just like, oh, I want to start drawing. So then I just kind of got into drawing a lot of cartoons. Um, my brother is the one who actually sat me down and tried to teach me how to draw. And um, 
unfortunately it stuck because it was just like he was showing me how to draw like things like oh this is how you make a pyramid and you shade the one side and it looks like it's 3d Ooh, it's amazing and i was like that's that's really cool i want to do that i want to draw really really cool stuff and again like i said i watched a lot of cartoons and i was just like i want to be i want to be an animator and a cartoonist and stuff so then it eventually worked its way into being characters and uh then puberty hit and then it was just like porn all the time just porn every day just that's what i'm gonna draw it's just that um getting into games was like i didn't really have a folio actually all i had was my stuff from the pay sites and i was just like i want to apply for this job i have a question i did a lot of this kind of stuff but i think it shows my skill so if I censor it, can I use that for my portfolio? And luckily the place that I applied for went, just censor it and it'll be fine. So I did. And they were just like, cool, then you're hired. And I, that's how I got in pretty much. Um, so I didn't just go like, yeah, here's all my porn. Just You can just have that. I, I asked first. So um, I, I, if anybody's like, oh, I, I can't apply because I, this is all I've done and this is all I ever did. If you don't have time but you think that this is a good showing of your current skill, I would ask first because you never know. And they might, they'll tell you if they're like, please don't, or they'll just be like, is there like a part that you could just show us that maybe doesn't have the questionable content in it? You know, so um, my influences are actually a lot of the Flesher cartoons, Tex Avery, um, Believe it or not, I don't know the name of I don't know the name of the studio, but whoever handled the intro for Thundercats, um, the Transformers, and GI Joe, and all that, I think it was the same company. I mean, they all they they Twice. all say it's they all say it's Deke, but I don't think it I don't think it was. There's like there's some company out there that did all of those, and I was just like that. I want to do that. The company so that handled are... all the uh, the cartoons that were made to sell toys, basically. Yeah, no, they're intros, like the the, the themes. Oh, specifically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the inside of the cartoons were okay, but I mean, like specifically, like doing the themes and stuff. Um, I we Axer and I call it uh, being thumbnailed. Like, if you see something from far away and it looks really good, and you're like, ah, oh, you look at it up close and you're like, oh. They call it being thumbnail. Like, when you get a comic and the cover is, like, amazing and then you open it and you're like, this is okay. I wish it was, like, what's on the cover. <laughs> we call that being thumbnailed, so. There's if a, you ever hear us say that, that's what that is. There's a uh, something that's approximate to that where you have memories of something being way better than they are. Like I, there's mm -hmm. a there was this comic book that I had like way back, um, and then I found it at the comic book store. I went, took my son to the comic book store for the first time. And it's about dinosaurs, so I was like, oh. "Oh, cool! He's gonna be really into this." He, I mean, he doesn't care so much about what the art was, but I was like really excited to look at it again, <laughs> flipping through, and I'm like, "Well, this is not so great." Oh yeah. Uh, what was the the um? There was a source of material called what was it? Flesher? What was it that you? Okay, the um, 
like the old cartoons, like um, Silly Symphonies and uh, Merry Melodies and stuff like that. Beforehand, there was a company called Fleischer. Fleischer. I don't. I don't know how to. I'll try and find the spelling for you later. But um, if you've ever seen like the old Betty Boop cartoons, um, Bosco the Clown, uh, Bingo, if you know who that character is. Uh, he's he's a, he's a black dog that was Betty Boo's boyfriend. Don't look into that. That's just don't. Um, all those old cartoons and stuff, like Tex Avery and stuff, did a lot of um, the droopy dog cartoons and stuff. Those were really good. Uh, Red Hot Riding Hood, uh, the Wolf. That I mean that that is that's his name. Um, Oh, the big, was, like, bug-eyed, like, tongue-coming-out wolf, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So if you've ever seen those, those those are, like, a lot of my influence and stuff. Um, it's kind of one of those things that, like, I, since I do draw, like, furry characters, and I found out about the furry fandom, I honestly thought that there was going to be a lot of that. Uh, I don't know how many people have watched the old movie La Bamba, but there was a guy... <laughs> Whose like whole thing was just like basically drawing that wolf, and I was just like, "Man, this guy's living the dream." And then he died at the end. I'm like, <laughs> "When you first said it, and I thought you said Flesher, I because we're talking about a, a lot of adult content and not safe oh. for work." I was like, "Oh, is this like some kind of like like deep resource from the internet no. of like no?" Of but dudes? I have those too. I have those too. So that was going to be my um, next question. Like as far as like inspiration goes, I mean that like the old, you know, these sort of like old cartoon resources, I can see some of that, but where did you start pulling from as far as, you know, like the more risque material? I have a very questionable story to tell you about that one, but I'll tell it anyway. Yeah. So do you know what a Tijuana Bible is? No, and I'm so excited now. Okay, so basically, what that is is there's a bunch of cartoon comics. They look like Sunday comics, and they have all your favorite characters in it: Popeye, again Betty Boop, Donald Duck, all of them, Mighty Mouse, and it's all porn. Just the most destructive porn ever. It's just like, hey, this person got an erection, and then like the lady sees it, and then she grabs him, swings him around, and throws him away, or something. That, but then they also still have sex later. I mean, can you still find these? Are these still around? Um, yeah, actually, if you if you look for Tijuana Bibles, they're everywhere. And my first encounter with it was, you know, people are like, "Oh, I found I found my my, my dad's porn collection or whatever." Like, kid you not, my dad had this one that was like this thick, and it was just like full of stuff. And I was just like, "This is pretty cool." It's like. Hey, I like these characters. That's kind of neat. I don't understand what's going on, but I like it, you know. So I stole that from him. <laughs> and it's, I don't longer have this book. I wish I did, but it was like, I kid you not, it was like a huge book. And I guess that's how I got into porn comics because uh, years later, I was just like, I work for a pay site. I do comics. Here's the book I made. <laughs> so I completed the circle. So from. You know, drawing when you were like a little kid mm-hmm. to puberty and then mm-hmm. just like kind of becoming like really preoccupied with, um, you know, the, the smuttier side of art to oh realizing, oh, I can make money 
and there's places that will like you know i can like show my stuff or like get commissions or whatever what was the bridge between that like how did you find your way to this pay site and you know kind of like start getting hired so again i was doing the commission thing where i was like drawing in people's books and stuff and a, a lot of those artists were also like just adult artists and everything at that point it wasn't like you know like a weird thing like oh, hey, here's this kid. Let's draw a whole bunch of porn around this kid. I mean, I was like 21, so it was like, whatever. Um, I was still kind of new to the fandom. So I started off just by doing like private commissions and everything. Um, I got contacted by one of the sites um, with interest because they were like asking, do I, would I like to do maybe some pinups and stuff for their site as a guest occasionally and i was just like sure so it kind of started from there uh went from there and then i realized that uh the schedule they had us on i could do like so the schedule was like they wanted like if you were doing a comic they wanted a page a week and if you were doing like pinups then the same like at least an image a week and i was like well I mean, I'm not doing much else. This is kind of my job. Why don't I just do an entire comic in that time and do like at least three pictures and just kind of like go like, here's two pictures, here's two pages and just give them that so that they were always ahead of time, you know? So that's how, that's how I managed it. And it worked out really well for me. It got to the point where like, I was just constantly the one who always had comics going out pretty regular. And uh, because of my own work schedule, I wasn't like falling behind. I had stopped taking commissions at this point because uh, I was just like, I'm going to focus on this. This is where I'm going to focus. I don't really, I really didn't want to do commissions anymore, to be honest, because like, I mean, yeah, I enjoy drawing adult stuff, but like a lot of the stuff that I was getting asked to do, I wasn't really. I didn't want to be known for doing just that thing in particular, uh, subject wise. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to focus on doing my comics. I'm going to focus on doing my pinups because at least then it's stuff that I want to do. And I am still getting paid for it. And the pay was not bad. Um, I don't remember the, the rates for the comic pages. I think that the pictures were like, I want to say like 250 like per image, regardless of what was in it. And that was just for one site. So I was just like, I can, if I do the schedule the way that I've been doing it, I can actually cover my bills and still have a little bit left over to do whatever I want with. So I was pretty happy. Um, had kind of a situation where I was doing a lot more work than I really wanted to be doing because I ended up having to do somebody else's work. Um, so that kind of started to lean on me. And then I was just like, I kind of stepped back from all of it. Cause I'm just like, I'm, I'm kind of done dealing with everybody right now. So I'm going to actually leave the internet for six whole years, just, I'm done. I'm out. 
you know, so I did. And at that point, that's when I got together with Axer and we both just kind of were like, you know what? Why don't we focus on us for a while? So again, six years, just, I mean, had a good audience. Like, I don't know if you heard it before, but like we used to do streams and I would pull in like a thousand people. That was back when Twitch was called Justin TV. Um, and um, I just basically said, no, I'm out. I don't care. Just, I don't care. So now coming back and streaming, uh, the audience is obviously smaller. Um, I gave up that, that previous audience and I really am happier for it because the way I was going, sure, I would have been like popular and maybe had like a, a huge following or whatever, but it wouldn't have felt as good as it does now. So, I mean, that's something for people to consider also when they're like, oh, I wish I had more people following me. It's just like, do you want like a large number of people that kind of don't really care as long as you're just pumping out the thing that you that they want? Or do you want like a smaller audience that actually is interested in your stuff, regardless of what you're working on? So I made my choice and it was to focus on me. It worked out. So when you were getting paid for, you were getting paid directly from this like pay site. So this mm -hmm. was like, they were basically just like paying you to make content. Are, are sites like that still around? Like, is that still an opportunity for artists if they wanted, if they were looking I for places? Think so I think that that is still around. Um, the sites that I worked for, um, I know two of them are still around. The third one is not so much because the owner also decided to focus on themselves. And I think it's a better choice, but um, outside of that, there are tons of avenues for people to not have to like hook up with an, uh, a gallery, like a group site, a pay site, if they want to actually manage the stuff themselves um, opportunities now and so resources are a lot better for that. Like, I think Webtoons is one. I don't know if you can do adult stuff there, but you can still kind of like go, I want to do uh, comics on my own. And they're kind of more like a publisher who's just like, well, can you do the work? Does it, are people interested? Then sure, we'll host your stuff. Um, people can make their own websites. There's, I don't really know the landscape of Patreon, but. I mean, people have been using that kind of like a pseudo pay site. Um, there's another one, something. Probably I don't know the name of. I was well. I mean, yeah. I don't know if they they allow anything other than people doing videos and stuff. But I mean, yeah. Um, they even a, had a article explicitly for uh, OnlyFans for artists. Yeah, there's like a. I'm just trying to remember the name of it. It's something. It also has fan in the name, so. I've I've only cursorily heard of it, so it's just kind of like I know it exists. I, it's somewhere out there. Um, someone else who has experience with that would probably be better to ask. But as far as like opportunities, I mean, they're still out there. And then like now, um, since there's so many artists around, and social media has basically exploded. Then people are kind of like it's almost like a a, a full on war with trying to be like 
come pay for my stuff specifically. Um, one thing that we run into is people like going like, how do you get out of doing just fan art and getting people interested in your own stuff? And it's just like, well, you're going to have to basically take that hit and accept that some people are going to be like, ah, you're not drawing this particular character anymore than, you know, sorry, that's, that's me pulling out. You know, you kind of have to make that choice. And uh, unfortunately, it's just like people get a little afraid of like losing that stability. So that's another thing to consider is like you have to like be okay with losing out on something at some point. If you don't want to do fan art, you'll have to make the choice of like, I don't do fan art as much or I just don't do fan art anymore, which is kind of where I am at. But that's because like. The, my morals on it have changed slightly. <laughs> I used okay. I used to do uh, adult fan art of IPs and stuff like that. I don't do it anymore, and the reason for that is is because like it felt weird over time to kind of go like, "Hey, here's this thing that somebody else made. I'm gonna make money off of it." So. I was just like, you know, that's kind of weird. Also, if someone was to do that with my own stuff, I would be upset and also a hypocrite for being mad that someone's doing that with my stuff, but here I am doing it for with somebody else's thing. You know, regardless of whether they're a, a single person or a company, it's still kind of the same thing, I feel, you know. So I just got out of I got out of doing it. So now if I like draw a character from something, it's because I just want to draw them. And I, it won't be, like, adult, and I'm not going to sell it. It's just going to be like, here's the character I drew it because I, I just wanted to. But um, that's another thing to consider. You know? It's, uh, it's, 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 there's a lot there. And especially if you're, like, an adult artist, you kind of have, to, it's, like, even more so of a deep hole to climb out of, which is, like, do I stop doing adult fan art of these characters that I know everybody wants? and give up on potential money to be happy and do the stuff that I wish people were interested in. And I'm all, I always point at uh, places like DeviantArt's front page and um, the newest tab on ArtStation. I'm like, look at these people who are posting regardless of the fact that they probably are aware that it's not going to go anywhere. They would be glad if it did, but they're still posting regardless of whether or not it's like going to hit the trending page or it's going to get popular. Or you're going to see it like on Twitter and you get 42,000 people like just going nuts. They're just like, this is my thing and I'm happy to post it. It's like, just, it's easy to make fun of that kind of stuff, but also consider that that person is like happy doing that. Well, you might be like just freaking out that, you know, you did a thing and only like only a hundred people saw it. That's a hundred people still, you know, that's when you're looking at that and going like, that's not enough. I think it's time to kind of step back and go, what is really important here? Is art fun or am I trying to be something else? And that goes, I mean, it goes for adult stuff too. Cause like people who, um, don't really do a not safe for work stuff or looking at all these people who are doing not safe for work stuff and you're getting paid like constantly and just hand over fist money. And they're just like, should I be doing that? I feel like I should be doing that. And it's just like, 
the question isn't should you, it's like, do you want to do that? You know, you shouldn't feel forced to to do not safe for work stuff just because you see other people getting paid and then later what it happens when you don't want to do it. Now you're just stuck because everybody's just like, Oh, are you gonna draw this thing again? And it was No, I wanna draw this thing. Ah, that's a shame. That's a shame. Yeah. Um it's commonly uh asked and well joked about in the uh, art community, like, um, if I wanted to make money, I would draw furry porn. And, but people, generally speaking, don't do it unless they're already interested in that, right? Yes and no. I mean, again, you kind of have that same thing of, like, people who are in furry, if they start drawing it, it's either from two places where they're just, like, they're discovering that they really like it, which is... I think the better one. And the other one is just like, well, I had to pay my bills somehow. And they're actually just, they're doing the work and they're pumping it out like mad, you know, like gangbusters, but they're just like, I could care less. This is whatever, you know, they, they could be triangles and it's, I'm just paying my bills at this point. And I think that that's, I think it's kind of the problem is like, there's kind of like this weird uh, like worth tier that goes on with like like adult stuff, which in furry, unfortunately, is why you get a lot of stuff that kind of looks the same. Like you'll see somebody who does something and it's really unique to them and it looks really good. And then about a month later, there's like four or five people who are also doing very similar stuff because that person came out, did something new, and folks are just like, I want to do that. I want that, that I want that and stuff. So when folks are like studying artists and they're like, they're like, Oh, I really like this person's stuff. I like how they do that. And then when they're trying to mimic, they're trying to become that person. It isn't because they're like, Oh, I really want to do adult stuff like this person. They're like, I want what they have. Give, give me that. I want to give, give, give me that this give me that you know it's it's kind of sad and i I try not to really focus on it because then i get really upset and sad because i'm just like ah you guys all say you want to draw for fun but then you make it the most painful experience ever yeah like axer is saying in the chat that you you can kind of tell when people are just doing it and they're not that into it which seems kind of strange it's like seems like it would just be like super cynical for you to be like, oh, I can just make money doing this. But at the same time, it's like if 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 the audience that that material appeals to can kind of tell, and I assume that they would be able to tell, wouldn't that kind of sort of like lower the uh, um, demand for the work that you're you putting would, out? You would think so. Oh. Unfortunately, there are people who are just happy to get more of something. So they honestly they don't care about the quality they don't know they don't care who it's by they don't care if you got problems i don't care if you you're a real person you could be an ai generating it i'm actually serious as long as it fulfills that need then you're that's it they don't care they want what they want and they'll get it however they get it that's i mean to uh bring up the twitter post that moose made about like people undercharging and stuff that's kind of where some of that comes from is like people are just like 
they don't think that people want anything of theirs. So they have to do adult stuff. And at some points they have to undercharge for doing that adult stuff. Uh, I want this picture with like five characters. Uh, I will pay you 40 bucks for it. You know, and then like if someone's like, that's kind of low, then they're just like, well, yeah, it's kind of expensive. I'll just take my business elsewhere and they'll go find somebody else who's hungrier for that money at $40 and they'll go get their five characters with the giant wings and like, you know, this, I mean, to be gross, like six penises and stuff like that, because that other person is just like, they're like, I can't make anything higher than 40 bucks. This is that's great, you know, and all I had to do was draw this overly complicated picture of these characters, like multiple characters, sometimes with a background fully colored for 40 bucks, you know, so. I have um, seen in a lot of price sheets, uh, people will try to play both sides of the fence. Like they'll say like uh, for the normal characters, like quote unquote normal, uh, you know, whether it's just a D&D &D character or whatever, or a fan art in general. Then they'll say not safe, not safe for work version plus sixty percent or something like that. Is that common, or is that like, or is it more uh, common for people to explicitly try to get an adult audience with adult art? I think when people are doing that, like they're basically signaling that they really would not rather do that, but if they must, then you're going to be paying extra for it. Or they may not feel comfortable with the way that they draw it and stuff. Or they're still kind of learning, like, how they want to price out uh, doing adult commissions versus their regular stuff. They're like, they started with regular commissions, like, say, for work stuff. And then they're like, not really sure how to, to jump that fence and get into the adult stuff. So um, my regular prices, I tend to get a lot of, of people, and that's pretty good. So I'll just charge, like, a little bit on top. Because... It's it's not that much. I'm just taking the clothes off and like, you know, doing all the stuff that you don't normally see. But what they don't realize is that when they do that and then like maybe later they're like, my expenses are a little bit higher. I need to charge more for in general. Then people kind of go. But you used to charge this. Why are you charging this now? And they explain and they're just like, but that's expensive, though. You know? Which is one I've heard. To like, like, or you'll get people who will just straight up go, "That's not worth it." To your face. To your face at conventions, they'll walk up and look at your prices and go, "I don't know about that," and then just walk off. Like they just kind of forget that there is a person here. This person has feelings. You know, they actually have needs and wants like just like them they don't care they're like you are a thing that facilitates a need for me and i don't and i will basically make sure that you know that so you'll oftentimes get one of two things you'll get that or someone will tell you that your stuff's not worth it or they'll basically be like i'm paying you this money to do whatever i want and you will do whatever i want because i'm paying you and I've had people go like, I'll be like, pay me afterwards so we can settle up. Then they'll be like, no, I'll pay you now so I can have whatever changes I want. And I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> I don't, 
I don't think I want to do business with you. <laughs> I've I've had to refund people before. I've also had to basically uh, help other people blacklist other folks from getting commissions from them. Um, sometimes in person, which is you never know how that's going to go, but I've had to do it. Um, it's kind of one of those reasons why I won't work at conventions anymore and possibly won't go to conventions anymore. Cause I'm just like, I like people. I want to like continue liking people. Maybe I won't do this. Also working at conventions sucks. I'd rather just go in and experience it if I'm going to go, but having to work at a table, which I've done for 20 years, is too much. <laughs> it's just too much, especially to be undercharging. Because of the expenses. Don't do it. Um, so I, it's interesting, this idea of uh, the undercharging for material in a, in a genre, you know, that's like kind of outside mainstream lines or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I had it in my mind that people that were kind of in that lane would be aware that this is uh, um, a slightly higher or um, a, a narrower market, you know, that people are going to be more willing to pay a premium for and that maybe that like race to the bottom effect wouldn't be as prevalent but is that is that not true is it is it does it happen that people are even like more uh self-conscious about trying to charge because they know that this is dirty trashy art (laughs) yeah so the people who are comfortable with the prices that they charge they know people will pay those prices they know, in fact, that people will pay more for them. And that's the reason why they do that. Um, the people who charge less for it are, unfortunately, they're kind of like aware that these people are like getting these prices and they see that people are basically just lining up around the block to get stuff from them. So they're kind of like, oh, well, no one's going to, no one's doing that for me already. And if I start doing adult stuff, then I don't think I'm going to get that either. So. I should kind of just be happy with what I can get. And if it's $40 for six characters, then I guess that charge, you know, that kind of mentality. Not everybody feels that way. Some people are like, how do I charge for this kind of thing? I want to be charging the right price. And that's the thing is like the right price is kind of different for everybody. Um, Their individual needs, their, the way that they're financing and stuff, and also the time and the effort and the work that goes in. Um, already, commissions are kind of not a, a one-price-fits-all type of deal, because, like, you could get, like, you could be like, my base price for doing a commission is, like, $100. That's just one character, not even a background, just that's it. But then you're like, what do I charge for that extra character? What do I charge for a background? And what does that even mean? Because what if somebody just wants like a street post next to their character and a patch of grass versus like, here's the entire crosswalk of Shibuya Station with everybody just kind of like filing it. How do I charge for that? And it's just like when people say, I will do a background, um, that could mean anything. And then if someone's like, oh, cool, they charge only this much for a background, they can be like, Here's War and Peace. Draw me a background. And then you're like, whoa, I'm going to have to charge you more for that. And they're like, your sheet says that it's only this much for a background. Why do I have to pay more? You know, 
So it's kind of like you have to be like prepared for all of that. And that's kind of the other hump as to why there's kind of a race to the bottom. It's just like you get younger artists who are like, oh, I can just pump this stuff out. And it's like super fast. And I, you know, I don't, I don't care. It's super easy. I'm going to charge like 10 sketch. And now everybody who does a sketch after that is going to be like, because this person over here has decided I'm going to pay $10 for a sketch. And I'm not going to charge you more. That's, that's greedy. I'm not going to do that. So greedy. And it's just like, it's they're not charging more because it's greedy. They're charging that the prices that they charge because of what it takes for them to do that and how they have their amount of effort into doing what they consider a sketch. Because for some people, a sketch is like an almost fully inked picture. For some people, it's just like a few lines. It's really just really quick, just like from the elbow, drawn. And then for other people, it's like, I have put together this entire color concept. And that's a sketch and stuff. So already you're, you're going like, what does a sketch mean? What does a background mean for this person? And you can't really go like this price. Every, everybody across board has to charge like that. It's not going to work because there are good people who like, who will buy commissions, but there are also bad people who buy commissions and you can't, you'll never know until you get into that with somebody. And unfortunately adult stuff is kind of one of those areas where because it's adult stuff and it's like, like you said, like, oh, you know, it's dirty, it's filthy. You shouldn't be doing this. You're not going to be going anywhere else when you're just doing this stuff in the first place. You know, you can't expect to be charging this much or whatever unless you're established. And uh, Axer and I also call that like the Penny Arcade slash Oprah effect, where it's like, if you're doing a thing, say you're animating, you're animating porn. You're the first person who does an animation a certain way. You have basically set the bar for how how people can expect to be like charging for this. People are going to be looking at that, and then they're going to like in to themselves be going like, "Can I get close to that? Or that's that's too much. I don't know if I can charge that." Um, I know I personally have trouble like you know with pricing. When I was like younger, I had a problem with like charging people more than I felt like it was worth paying for my own stuff. Not because I thought my stuff was bad, but because I just didn't understand, like, to me, it didn't feel like I was doing a whole lot. It felt like I was just doing my regular amount of work and somebody like 100, I can do in like two hours. Uh, later on, I was just like, you stupid child. <laughs> you stupid child. What have you done? It took me years to basically get out of that mess that I had put myself through. So, you know, when people are like, what should I charge for that? I'd be like, keep in mind what it takes for you to do your stuff. The kind of, the reason why you're taking commissions in the first place is obviously to, to pay for something, either if it's fun or it's for uh, uh, necessity, you're paying for something with that money. You're not just collecting it and never using it. It's It's for something. And even if it's like, you know, even if you're like, oh, I wanted to get a Nintendo Switch, that's charge appropriately. You know, I don't care if you live in the States or if you live in Spain or if you live on the moon, charge appropriately. 
you know? Um, if you know that you have trouble making rent month to month, don't just make enough to cover that month. Don't. Because, I mean, first of all, why would you do that? You know? Second of all, I mean, if you had a job, if you have like a regular job, you would rent in my building. I will keep coming in and pushing these boxes, but that extra money, just you keep that. I'm good. I can cover my rent. I can pay for my water. I don't need the rest of this. You're not going to say that. So don't do the same thing with paying for like getting paid for commissions is how I put it. It's just like, put it in the bank. You never know. Emergency comes up. Now you've got like the money to pay for that emergency. You know, but it's more than just bills. You'd be shocked to see hear how often I hear stuff like that. Like, but I only need five hundred dollars a month, and it's like, but you could be making five thousand dollars a month, and then you don't need to work as much. Well, and you also don't know what you're going to quote need a year from now, or or tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, need can I mean okay, uh, you know, shelter, food, water human companionship for some of us, I guess. But man, that's like, I mean, there's like a, a there's a, a, a big walk from there to like uh, the rest of your life. <laughs> Going- I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I don't actually schedule breaking my leg so that I can finance for it. Right. So, I mean, I'm not like, it's two o'clock. I've got to go and crash my car so that I can pay for that. If right. you excuse me, you know, it's like you don't know what you might need that extra money for. And while you're worried about being greedy and it's just like, it's fine to not want to be greedy. You know, you, you don't have to like nickel and dime people all the time when you're charging commissions and stuff. However, I think it is very important to remember that it's more than just like a day to day thing. You were saving for a future. I mean, do you do you not have like aspirations? Do you not want to be like, I want to save up so that I can potentially like move or go to school or buy a car? I mean, eat a nice dinner. I mean, you shouldn't have to like go like, oh, I only need this. You know, it's fine to be like, I make this much and I can put the rest of it away. I don't know where it came from that people started worrying about like becoming greedy. And I, I really feel this is not a fact. This is how I feel um, that the artists who do charge like the really high rates for the stuff that they do are too kind of to blame for that. Cause they see people like that who are just like basically making like thousands of dollars on what everybody is basically kind of doing the same thing of. And then they're just like, in their head, they're just like, that money is just like, they're like Scrooge McDuckin' it through the money, and they don't really, they're not like, they don't care. Smaller. You know, you might that cut kind out of for thing. a little bit. What was that? Oh, I said they, they, they kind of like kick out the little smarters, like, get out of here. Mm. Like, they don't care. They're just like, more money, give me more money. So, so uh, sorry, uh, when this conversation comes up uh, in... Uh, the more like kind of mainstream conservative art groups. Um, I always advise people to find their peers, you know, like find out communities and groups of people um, to get like kind of like a, a, of working professionals, people that are feeding themselves and making, you know, a relatively comfortable 
living, you know, doing it and find out, you know, how they're doing that and what they're charging in, in the marketplace of adult content and not safe for work content. What would be some communities and some places where people could go, uh, you know, where they can feel safe to talk about these things and to find like-minded people and to get accurate information about, you know, like what their market value is. This is going to sound really awful, but I honestly wouldn't go into places that are like adult specific uh, for that kind of thing. If only because like a lot of times when people are, are in groups for adult stuff, they're kind of not there to discuss like the legitimacy of like charging prices. They're there for like, where can I get more of this? I want more of this thing. And if you're charging commissions and they just like, they go, this is, I'm char- I'm open for commissions. And this, you, you basically have that separate channel that maybe people kind of look through this, like I'm open for commissions, but then like no one's really discussing prices in there. They're just kind of like, like going into the store and putting their thing on the cork board and walking right back out. So it's all um, uh, avenues of mixing artists and uh, uh, the clients. There's no just artist only discord or uh forms out there there might be but again i don't i don't really hear a lot of people talking about like oh we're discussing our prices and stuff um sometimes you're you're hearing about like oh i got like a man i got this client you know like it's it's a lot of like war stories or like you know people showing off their stuff probably in hopes of being like this is what i can do are you interested maybe you want to pay for it you know that kind of thing um, so as far as like trying to figure out like prices and, and whatnot, I would honestly not go there specifically. I would actually go outside of that and look in more general artists, uh, channels that are discussing that kind of thing. Um, you can, I mean, you don't have to be like, Hey guys, I want to draw dicks. How do I charge for it? You can just be like, I want to, I want to do net safe for work stuff. Specifically, does anybody know like what would be the appropriate price to charge for that kind of thing? And if you get a lot of people who are just like, "Ew, that's not real art," then that's obviously you're not going to get any answers and stuff. Um, I do think that, like, uh, not to sound—I don't know how to put it—not to sound like <laughs> like it's like people are invalid, but I do think that age plays a part in the maturity of that conversation as well. Um, you'll get a lot of older artists who f- or f- who feel a very strong way about like how things are supposed to be done because gosh darn they used to do it. And then you get the young kids who are just like <laughs> stupid, don't be dumb, you know? So it's kind of like you've got to basically go in, see how people are, are talking before just kind of throwing yourself into that. Um, The next thing I wanted to bring up, uh, just as a, as a preload to it, um, the Miles thing, where he was charging three and a half to seven thousand dollars for uh, for a picture, and seeing where that fell in the spectrum of things, or if, he, if that was the quote unquote greedy person. I don't like. I don't like that. Um, I don't like that, but I also have my own private reasons for not liking it. Sure. That. I mean. I don't like it mostly because, like, uh, 
Miles did work for the one pay site that I did work for. And, uh, you know what? I'm not, I, I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm just going to straight up say it. he was turning in traced um, artwork and just going like, there you go. And I was just like, this is traced. We can't put this on the site. And the site owners are just like, ah, well, maybe next time. And then we put it up anyway and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah. Can we not? <laughs> traced from like it, the reference or? Whatever reference he was using, just straight up, it would be just one for one that. I don't know how familiar you guys are with image boards and stuff. Not like 4chan, but like just people were just posting images and stuff. Someone actually pointed it out. They were like, uh, this is a trace of this advertisement. And I was just like, there it is. <laughs> you know? So, like, he started doing that. He did his comic. Uh, uh, I don't remember the name of it. It's not important. But everybody was just like, it was, at the time, it was like a new comic. No one had seen people doing comics like that. A lot of it was, um, what you consider uh, uh, couch comics, which is like, oh, characters show up, they screw on the couch, that's it. Uh, or, you know, character A meets character B, and then they, suddenly they're screwing by the third page. You know? All right. So we can, uh, we can leave yeah. his name out, and we can do the chop to edit things back in now. So just everyone got the behind the scenes on it, and you don't have to worry yeah. about any uh, ramifications should this video be, uh, the, the file video be shared around or anything like that. I'm going to be honest. I don't really. <laughs> yeah. I was going to okay. ask, like, do you, do you not want us to uh, make that commentary public or are you okay? I mean, at this point, I mean, what is, what is he going to do? Be mad that I said something. I mean, that I don't he was I, doing. I, I don't know if it's a, if there's a, a liable concern this, in there. At this point, the stuff was already out there, and it's kind of like the site's down anyway, and people aren't getting charged for it, so. Okay, yeah. yeah to work okay. I mean, I'm all... I'm all I mean, in, I understand. I understand where you're coming from, but I, I'm just letting you know. I'm like... I'm all I'm, in favor of calling artists out if they're fucking I don't up. Really. Like, like, I think that's uh, uh, something that should happen more often, but that's, you know far be it from me to say how anybody else should do it and it's gonna be fun for uh joby to figure out where to end the edit then i basically i'll just bring it back in when you brought up the miles thing <laughs> so okay there so there go. it is but yeah no as far as like his prices go the weird thing about those prices i have is because like one it's like okay so someone's paying like thousands of dollars to be in this picture Whatever. I don't care about that. I do care that it's basically you are forced to be participating in this giant picture with all these other people who also paid to be in this picture. And it's just like, there's nothing there. You're basically like, you know, you bought like a seat on the plane, you know, and it's just like, it doesn't matter that that's your character. If it wasn't going to be you, it was going to be somebody else. So it's like you, you basically like you're paying for the name. Getting like okay, I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's this really ugly blender by Dolce and Gabbana, but it's like it's a two thousand dollar blender that has like a weird Spanish pattern on it, and it's from Dolce and Gabbana when they did like a a kitchen 
um, collab, and it's just like, who's buying this thing? Why? And it's just like, they're buying it because it's from Dolce & Gabbana, and they want to be like, look what I got, you know? I figure this that the pieces are the, the are the same way, and that's the a lot of the reason why it's just like here are six characters unrelated. Find your slot, and then at one point he had a picture where it was like six characters all like you know, uh, pretzel around each other, and one of the slots was like a pair of legs, and someone bought it, and I'm like. So to, just to clarify one thing, what you're what you're describing, because this yeah. it might be going over some people's heads. Are we talking about a scene that he had kind of like pre-drawn and then mm -hmm. you can like pick like where you yeah. want to be placed in mm -hmm. this like scene of characters that he's already uh, posed into like whatever scenario? Yes. OK, interesting. Yeah, it's just like you are your character is represented by a pair of legs and a butt <laughs> with a with a dick going in it. And that's, that's your character. You paid for that. That's the slot that that's a real slot. You paid for it. Someone was like, so they wanted that so badly that they're like this. And I mean, if that's what it's worth to them, then that's cool. I mean, everybody should pay for the stuff that they want. I just, I mean, if I'm going to pay somebody for that much, then I want to at least see my character's face. I mean, first of all, I'm probably not going to pay for a slot in uh, in a your character here commission because, like, again, you're going to be basically if they're auctioning off these slots separately. You're I'm not going to put my character with other people's characters randomly just to be drawn by this one person. I don't care how good you are. I'm just not. Um, but that's a personal preference. Keep going. I'll be right back. No, no problem. Um, but as far as like the prices, it's kind of like, it feels weird because I can't tell if those are like, if the starting prices are like, if it's the starting prices, like this is sure. Um, and then like, you know, like, or this is the first bid someone has privately come, like contacted me and said that they would pay 3000 for the slot. Would you pay for more? You know? Um, I, I can't tell if it's one of those things where it's just like someone said that they would pay for that slot. So now that is the bid. What happened? He cut out. Uh, um, or, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. And no, it's okay. Or if it's like a thing like this is legitimately how much I charge you for this because I this is what I feel my stuff is worth, or I just don't, I want, I don't want to draw your character this badly that I'm going to basically make you pay out the nose for it. I don't know. Maybe he lives in a very like super expensive place or maybe he's setting up his retirement fund. I mean, he can charge whatever he wants. I will never pay it. And people who pay that price, if that's what the artwork's worth to you, then that's perfectly fine by me. I don't really care, but on a lower level, a more personal level, I'm kind of just like, I'm not really a fan. I don't like the business practice. I don't like the way he handles himself. And I, but that's because of the previous experience. So sure. But outside of that, I mean, if someone wants to charge like $3,000 for a picture and people are willing to pay for it, I mean, it's their money. I, I can't tell them what to do. <laughs> 
Is it uh, more common than you would think than we, than someone outside the uh, the industry would think to be paying those prices, or was uh, are those prices like the outlier? I think those prices are the outlier. I don't think everybody is like charging thousands of dollars. I think certain like again, I think certain people know. Rubbing my face, sorry. I think certain people know that they can uh, they can charge those prices, and they know people will pay for those prices, and so they will charge those prices. Um, do I think it's like an instantaneous thing where they're like, I know for a fact that I'm going to just charge this and I'm not going to move on it? No, I think that they kind of like slowly over time realize that because like when they were doing uh, earlier stuff on, uh, I think, FA, they weren't charging thousands of dollars. I think it was still hundreds, but I don't think it was like thousands yet. I really do- I don't know what the jump was and why all of a sudden someone's paying $5,000 to be in a uh, orgy picture. But it happened, I guess. I mean, the artwork is it's there. You can you can see who's the one who paid the money for it. So it's not like they can hide and be like it's a private commission because like it's got more than one person in it. And how do you, how do you wrangle that? You, you really can't. Cause someone's like, I want this picture to be up. And then like one other person's like, I really wish it wasn't. So uh, Jay and Chad is saying like, most people can't uh, um, demand that caliber. And in some no. cases it's, it's the name that's drawing them. It's the name. But for, in most other uh, areas of art, it's like uh, for, for fantasy art specifically. So I can say, oh, that person does art for D&D or Magic the Gathering. And so I really want them to draw my art. But there isn't really the same, as far as I know, of any uh, equivalence you, to You kind of get stuff. some of that. You kind of get some of that. If someone is like known, like um, one thing I've seen is like if someone is known for doing something like they worked on something very prominent, but then they're offering private commissions, and that includes not safe for work. Then just having the trophy of going like, "Oh, I got this person who did this thing to draw like this character, bone in this other character," is like a big draw for people. Um, and even like, I mean, even without that, just like having somebody go like, "Oh, I had this person who worked on this cartoon that I really like draw like a, a headshot of my character, my character, you know, they drew it. Yeah, oh, it's really cool." Like just again, just having that makes the price more than worth it because now they've they've that's them coming in contact with the thing that they really like in some way um and for other people it's kind of like it's kind of like that nobody else is going to have this experience this is mine and so at that point money is not the object the just being able to do it is like that's that's why they do it they want that they want that experience just like Getting the, getting the other person to do their stuff. I always get the feeling that people think that uh, doing not safe for work stuff will jumpstart their career as far as like their earning potential. But it seems like the opposite would be true. Like if you're better known for something outside of adult stuff than after the fact, then you could start to break in uh, more money from switching to that field. I think it depends. I mean, it will. If people are like, if, if you're basically busting through and you're like, I'm going to be the person who is known for drawing the best hand jobs or whatever, then you're basically going to be, you're going to focus all of your energy on being the best at that and then getting known for being that guy. And then our girl, I mean, I don't know how you want to, but I always say the guy. Um, 
but like when you're established and then you're kind of like, well, you know, I have a life outside of this and I'm, I'm okay with taking private commissions and I don't really care whether or not people are asking me to draw titties or, or what have you, then I'll just do it because it doesn't affect my work at all. Then they, I mean, they might not even register that they're like doing something risque and ooh, it's like so rare. You know, they might just be like, give me money. I don't <laughs> You're gonna pay for it, I, I guess. I mean, if you really want it, I'll do it, I guess. You know, then there are some people who are just like, I absolutely will not, or they'll do it and they're just like, do not, do not post this. I, I will come after you. Don't post this. You know, I think those people probably shouldn't have taken those commissions. That's the only time I ever feel like that, though. Yeah, because it always is, come up. That's an interesting thing, you know, like how like real hard and fast people get about the adult content and they'll be real explicit no nsfw what is it that i i, I mean as i'm asking this i'm realizing there's like a multitude of reasons that they would have for saying that they might not be comfortable with it themselves that's Let's fine get into it. <laughs> yeah so like i mean do you have a sense of like how the pie chart separates itself in terms of like how much of that is people that just aren't comfortable with it themselves how much of that is people that think it's going to like taint their reputation, um, you know, or that it's going to like get back to their parents or something. Do you know, have any feeling for that? I have, a, I have feelings on it. Uh, a lot of people who are very like vehemently, like I will not do it. It's probably a, a good chance that they personally just do not feel comfortable with being involved in somebody else's um, interests like that. Um, Cause I mean, as easy and and accessible that it is that it's everywhere to have adult stuff, uh, I mean, that's still very personal, you know? I mean, yeah, sure, it's lines on paper, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, even if it wasn't adult stuff, it still makes people feel something. And you have to kind of, like, you have to be a kind of person that's like, I don't really care, it's all artwork, I don't, I don't register that it's that it's adult or it's not adult. Um, I think a lot of people who don't want to do it, they probably see like the worst parts of the internet where people are just like, you know, doing the really embarrassing things or some of the most dangerous things or illegal things or just gross things. And they see those and people will, will show those around and, and basically be laughing about it and be like, Oh man, can you imagine someone drew this thing? And it's just like, they probably are deep down thinking like, I don't want people to ever feel that about my stuff. Like to know that I was the person who drew that thing and then have it to get out. And then like anything that I have done up to this point to get as far as I have is just, it's destroyed now because I basically decided that I was, I got drunk one day and decided that it was funny to put a penis on SpongeBob or something. And now this picture of penis Bob is just like, Everybody, everywhere, and, and it's coming up, and people shirts and stuff like that. I didn't sign it, but I know that that's mine, and like I can never tell anybody. Or maybe you don't care, and you're just like, I totally did, that. you know. Um, but I, it can go either way. But um, a lot of professionals are just like, there's like this really thick line between like what I made the camera focus. Um, a very thick line between like 
what counts as being professional. And a lot of the time is like they see like the worst uh, reactions possible that people have when they are doing adult stuff. They're just like, you know, it's just titties, bro, whatever. And then they're just like, they, I do this thing and I'm really happy with it. And I think it's really cool. They don't see the person who's like, I think I'm really happy with this and I think it's really cool. They see the person who's just like, you know, ah, my channel points are jizz and like, you know, my alerts are basically flopping titties, you know, and they're like, I don't want to be associated because it's uh, you get this in the furry fandom, too, which is people are just like, oh, you know, furries, huh? You know, people who mess with animals, actual animals and stuff, or they dress in fursuits so they can touch children and that kind of thing. And it's just like, that's not everybody. You've heard of that story, like, there's like a a small percentage of people who are doing that stuff. But because they're doing that stuff, we're all doing that stuff. You know? Whether we say anything or not. The moment somebody sees that we've either drawn adult one adult picture a, a one naked butt or you know we draw a a wolf guy standing up then it's just like oh you're doing that um well that's not professional and uh i would probably just take that out of my portfolio and it's just like yeah but you know that there's a difference right like, if I were to go, like, oh, all concept artists are the same. They draw the same jagged mountains with a tiny little person for scale and a big flock of birds. And that's what all concept artists is. About, like, 20 people would run into this room and be like, excuse me. <laughs> you know? Because that's, it's not the same thing. You know? So, it's it's kind of one of those things, like, and then you get the people who, like, double down on, like, how, like, you know, into it they are. They're just like man, I don't care, you know, it's just like titties and ass, titties and ass, you know, like, they 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 lean super hard into, like, being that raunchy, kind of like, you know, I'm that guy in the porn store that's just, like, watching you and licking his lips while reading porno mag, you know, they, they like that person, that they want to be that gross uh, person to kind of, like, show how little they care that they're doing adult stuff and it's like they're so cool it's so awesome that they're doing adult stuff and nobody will touch them because they're doing this thing that nobody's doing and it's like ooh, look out professionals i might touch you you know that kind of thing. so i don't so, know so uh, i do have a question though uh it's, it all sounds like uh things that people would do in the short term and not care about the long term but like it's because you know if they're being creepy in the short term yeah, that's them right there. But it might have long-term consequences. And it does. It really does. Um, I'm seeing people now, actually, who are like, you know, they started off being that person who was the creep. The the creep. Like they were making the act. They were playing the. the they had the mask on. They were like, I'm I'm whatever. I'm Ronchi McRonderson, whatever. And then now they're just like, I can't really make connections with people. People just expect one thing from me. I, I I don't really have close friends. And it's kind of like, unfortunately, you kind of did this to yourself. I mean, it's good that you recognize that at some point you're doing something about it, but also recognize that you set yourself up for it. And how you proceed from there is kind of like a, that's a, a process of self-discovery. You're going to have to figure out, you know, who you really are 
and how much you really want to give to people. And if you want to make that separation between like, like my adult stuff means something to me and I don't really, I'm not going to be over here with it. Like I used to draw um, my character just kind of doing whatever uh, a long time ago because I, I really had no connection to it. And I was just like, whatever. I, I didn't care. Now that I'm uh, with my husband, I'm just like, that character means something to me. And I will absolutely not draw my character with other people. And I don't want other people drawing their characters with mine. And it will actively make me upset. Not like I'm just going to be like, more like I'm just like, why did you do that? You know? So it's it's kind of one of those things where I I have the, the background of like having done that to myself. But I'm aware of it. But that now is me basically kind of just putting up that barrier and being like, this is how I want to present my stuff. Yes, I like adult stuff. No, I don't like everything related to the adult stuff that I'm into. Also, please don't just randomly show me stuff because like, I'm not, I'm not looking for it. I'm, I don't need you to don't, you know, fetch, you know, I don't need that, you know, sort of thing. So it's, like sharing artwork with me and being like, Hey, I thought this was really cool. And I wanted to share it with you. That's different. Going like, I know you want to see this is at this point. I'm kind of like, please don't one. Cause it's like, you, you've only seen like a small part of me and you're kind of like assuming that I will accept anything. Like um, we're in, we're into like foot fetish stuff. That does not mean I want to see pictures of everybody's feet. In fact, please don't do that. I it don't want to see rude and wanna, unwelcome, right? In general. I yeah, I don't I don't want to see pictures of feet. I don't want to see animal feet. I don't want to see paws cuz they're not feet. Also, it's not I don't I don't want I don't know what this what bringing this to me does other than you're trying with me and I don't want that. Don't just be my friend. Don't try and don't try and right. Don't, don't do that, you know, like, you can, sh you can be like, hey, you know, like, you know, ask me questions about like, what I like and why I like, that's fine, you know, I, I will answer those questions, but don't feel the need to facilitate for me, because I can go find it myself, it's okay. Yeah, it's a level of intimacy that I don't think is uh, appropriate with strangers in general. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of like it's a thing where when you're sharing your artwork on the internet, it kind of becomes like a, a hard thing for people to translate. Like, you are showing your artwork on the internet. Maybe you're faving stuff on the internet. So why would you have a problem with people specifically coming to you and showing you stuff that they think that you would like? And the, the problem is, like you said, intimacy. It's just like, I'm not posting going like, give me all of your, give me all of your porn stuff, you know? Uh... I'm not inviting that in. And I think so many people just do that, that they kind of expect everyone to do it, which again, it's just, he drew the furry. So obviously you just do everything that all the furries do. You do one porn picture and obviously you do everything that all the porn people do. You go to all the porn expos, you go to like swingers balls and all that. And I, I don't know what they're called, but you know, that kind of thing. It's just like, just assumptions. People make assumptions and just kind of assume that everybody is away. And it's it's kind of like sad, I think. Yeah. This is really a sad. this is a place 
for the mental exercise that I always like to recommend whenever I can, which is to pretend what you would do in real life. Which is to say that like if you overhear or you are participating in a conversation about, you know, somebody's interests or proclivities, that is not an invitation for you to then start presenting them with your foot, your body parts of any sort. Like you wouldn't do that in public. <laughs> if you're at dinner and it happens to come up that the person you're on a date with is in defeat, you don't just like slam your foot on the table at dinner, right? <laughs> First of all, I'm going to be impressed that you just straight up got your leg up and just on the table. <laughs> That's going to be a separate conversation. No, Moose, don't. <laughs> the, the second thing is, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's like, um, maybe it's because, like, I grew up in, uh, I, I grew up at a time when, like, you know, conventions were still, like, a, a big hub thing where like people are like i'm not used to being around a lot of people i'm gonna kind of just do the thing that i do online because i have no self-awareness and so like now i'm barking at people and wearing a collar and stuff like that um which did happen i didn't do it i'm saying like i've seen it um i was well trained no uh but i mean uh just some people just don't, they don't have that filter. They don't recognize that maybe uh, it's not a participatory sport. <laughs> um, I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of like uh, fetish mining at all? No. Same okay. Way. So fetish mining is when people will, will do things and involve other people in their fetish unbeknownst to them. Or maybe just kind of like going like, you know, it's not so bad. It's kind of just like this. This is a really indecent thing, but it's whatever. Um, fetish mining is is kind of one of those things that I'm very aware of. So, like, if I know somebody is into something, and then, like, their conversation with me or other people is basically them trying to, like, kind of get somebody to almost, like, agree to liking or doing something that they like, I'm kind of like, you need to stop. <laughs> Time and place, right? Oh, um, yeah. I think the other thing I want to mention was uh, parasocial relationships, mm. where it's more or less like uh, someone developing a relationship with the streamer or with the musician or whoever, and then that's not obviously not an actual relationship because they're uh, seeing it back. Oh, yeah. I imagine that this, is, this avenue is more prominent for adult artists than for than possibly for like you know fantasy or general comic book stuff yes kind of if only because like if you've ever seen um i don't know if they still do it but sometimes in the arts channel on here on twitch people would go like female artist draws not safe for work you know like they're basically toting that they are they are a girl who draws adult art Ooh, a unicorn you know so it's like they're kind of already going like, you know, come into my world and talk to me, get to know me. I am the thing that you wish existed. I do exist. You know, dreams do come true. And it's, it's weird because they, they're doing that for a reason. But then like when too many people basically kind of go, yeah, all right. You know, then they're like, whoa, wait a minute. That's, and it's kind of like, you, you've got to be really careful. 
So when, especially when you're like, you are doing something that is adult and you are facilitating a need in people, um, you need to be very aware that those people will stop recognizing you as a person very fast. They will, they will go like, you are a thing, a means to my, to my end here. So I can make jokes like, ha ha ha, you know, you know, just, you'd, he's like, you sucking on a, on a dildo, ha ha, great that kind of thing or like drawing fan art of, of your character doing something that's like highly inappropriate i had somebody as a joke actually go like i'm gonna draw a picture of your character as a baby instead of sucking on a bottle sucking on a dildo with the tagline starting young and i'm like if you do that i swear i swear i'll come because <laughs> that's in what world is that appropriate and also, was it, why? Was Who this really a funny Was this really a joke, or was it like, oh, I'm just kidding? Uh, oh. oh, it's it's funny. See, that's the thing is, just like, regardless of that, that's I don't want it. And it's just like to, to I guess, saying that to me is kind of like seeing where I'm at on it. Like, yeah, that's. And then you'll get people who actually say that, like, and they don't actually mean it. They're like, ha, that's hilarious. Kind of like trying to move, paying attention. And then next thing you know, they've got like a bunch of stuff. And now people are like, what's this about? You know, is this you? I guess this is you. I guess we just treat you like this, you know. So I'm very, I'm very careful with that stuff. And I think other people need to be too. Um, because one person's like little flippant joke is basically going to set the tone for how people react to you from then on, depending on how you react to it. And that was something. Like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Hmm? Oh, good. I didn't want to interrupt your your train of thought, but that that was something that I was gonna go back to because you were talking earlier about uh, I can't remember what you what you named the fictional character It was like Smutty McSmutterson or something. And, oh yeah. <laughs> and it, and it was almost sounding like you were saying that the the role that you play in accompaniment to the artwork is almost like has more is more likely to be the thing that will have a lasting impact yes. rather than the art itself. So if something is going to negatively impact future career opportunities or whatever, it's probably more the like the, the uh, persona that you embody. Yes. The way that you handle yourself and the, and the image that you present with people, they're going to remember that they're going to be like, this is how this person is. This is how you can joke with them. This is the kind of stuff you can say. Um, you, you, I don't know if you've seen YouTubers talk about it, like how they be, they have a, a way that they talk to each other when they're doing their, their videos and stuff like that. And then their fans will come up to them and be like, ha ha, idiot, hold that, pardon my language. And then they'll, and then they'll be like, whoa, dude, who are you? First of all, and that's not for you. And I'm just like, you've basically told them, this is how you you react to it. This is how you treat each other. You you treat each other like garbage. And so your fans, they will go like, this is how you do it. And then you got to remember that some of your audience is very uh, young, but also, even if they're not young, maybe they don't have experience with talking to people that much. And this is them learning how to talk to people. So they see you and your friends basically punching each other in the face and everything. And then, you know, someone just walks up to Houdini and punches him in the gut and kills him. So, you know. You cultivate the audience that uh, 
uh, with your with your content basically. So yeah. if you're producing like wholesome Bob Ross stuff, the chat is going to be full of really nice people saying nice fun things about like, oh no, the worst thing they can do in that chat is say Rip Devil, right? Yeah, yeah. Or ruined, and that's a joke, and everybody's in on it. Yeah, but, everybody knows. I mean, I mean, it's not like Bob Ross can do anything about it at this point anyway. But at the same time, it's just like the 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 audience they've cultivated you know because of like you said rip devil and you know ruined and like 60 percent chance of cabin you know that that has been set in stone there is no turning that bus around you you would have to basically start over with a completely different artist and stuff and even then you'd still probably get like 60 percent chance of cabin in that new channel just because they've already been like trained that you know this is how you react to that so um like streamers who have catchphrases, you know, like the one guy was like, let's go, you know, like that, that it carries over even into somebody to somebody else's audience. Who's not even, you know, that's, that's the thing. And so you get people who are like, just like, I like, I like the smuttiest smut stuff, you know, um, you know, this, that, you know, they present this persona of like, I am this way. This is who I am. They're going to, their audience is going to look at that. And then they're going to be like, Oh, so this is how you, you talk to people who do this kind of stuff. You know, I can basically treat you like an object because you treat yourself like an object, you know. Um, people who go like, ah, I'm garbage, you know, I'm trash, you know, you know, I'm disgusting. And then next thing you know, people are just basically treating them like garbage and trash. And then they're just like, I'm so depressed because people treat me like garbage and trash and I don't know why. And it's just like, are you sure you don't know why? Because maybe, maybe just consider for a second that when you're kind of making your like your whole thing about like how garbage you are, people are going to be like, well, that person's trash. I'm going to treat them like trash because they don't care. And I don't care. So why, why should I care? You know? So then if, if the person like posts like this big long thing and they're just like, oh, I'm having a breakdown and everything. See you tomorrow. You know, like it's, it's sad. On. On the other end of the spectrum, let's t- on happy thoughts. Yeah, uh, is there like a long term potential for an adult career, or is it something that, uh, yeah, is a blaze of glory? Then you're gone, and then you have to do something else. No, I think that you can totally balance doing adult stuff and and having a career with it. I mean, I again, it's all in the presentation. If you're like, this is me, this is how I'm doing my stuff, um, then people will be like. I accept it. It's really good. You know, it's, it's knowing exactly what you want out of what you're doing and having, having the sense of responsibility to the fact that you were like, you're not going to make excuses for it. You're going to not going to, um, um, self-deprecate all the time. Like, you know, like, Oh yeah, I know. I'm an adult artist and and that's kind of bad. You know, you'd kind of be like, I do adult stuff. Like when I did my interview, I basically was like straight up, I was just like a lot of my uh, earlier stuff was actually in uh, adult content and stuff. I didn't give them details. That's basically all I said. And they they didn't even go like, ew. They were just like, okay. So and then they were like, and how long were you doing that stuff for? And I I mean I told them it was basically like a normal conversation. It's how you is a lot of it artwork sure but i mean i mean there are a lot of people who are known for doing like more risque type stuff i don't recall his name but there was a person who 
used to do like um, black and white inked uh, latex artwork, and like their stuff was really popular. Um, I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like the best, but like they were really prominent. Um, may and then there's like another artist. I don't know if you you may not have heard of him. Name is Tama Finland. Oh, yeah. Does a lot of like just super like you know gay oh, it's kinda, stuff. It's kind of over the top in some it's, way. It's too. a lot <laughs> of like uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff. It's still cutting out. Hey, my mic's still cutting out. Give me one second. Yeah, no problem. High five. Okay. <laughs> um. So I wanted to um mention this concept of stigma that's attached to it because uh, you've been talking about how you how you carry yourself is obviously very important you are very open about your yeah. past history and career with adult content uh you know i know uh jay is too and we've had paul richards on i mean he like kind of defines like the whole other half of his career as like as working, you know, with not safe for work content and, and yet, you know, we, you, you guys all have, um, careers outside of that with, uh, companies and corporations, you know, that have very, uh, you know, like proper presentation to the public, you know, that, so is that, is that stigma worth it? anything at all like in terms of like is there any place that you need to worry or be concerned or like that you should tone it down or maybe even have like a separate twitter account to share that stuff with because i have only one answer to that and that's if you're working in children's books Uh... definitely do that if only because like I mean, everybody's like, oh, Dr. Seuss did the adult stuff. And it's just like, no, he did artistic nudes. That's not the same thing. Please don't mix that up. <laughs> you know, but if you are like, you know, if, you know, you know, after dark hours for you, you become raunchy McPherson and stuff, I would basically go like, this is my other account for that. And make sure that it is behind the proper so that younger audiences can't do it. And specifically if you're working for a company and i don't know how much beg you not do not do not do adult work of the stuff that you work for the company you work on don't do it absolutely i don't care if it's funny i don't care if you really like it just keep it for yourself don't post it just don't don't do it it's it's funny now and then next thing and also it's not worth it please don't just don't it also looks bad for you as a person who works at that company and all those companies uh they have people who talk amongst them they will they will keep that in mind they will not forget just don't do it it's better to not do it anyway so with that in mind you know let's like let's say um you know you work for company a and but and you do some like risque adult content stuff that but that maybe it involves like a character from company B. If you leave company A, go to work for company B, will that haunt you? Mm, it may not look very good. I honestly still would just kind of like avoid just avoid IPs that. in general, like of like I mean, kind of big name companies and stuff. I would. I mean, I know that sounds like, you know, but 
Cammy, you're cutting my and you're counting my my money in half. And I'm just like, but seriously, if you are like, I want to work for um, Google, don't be like, I'm also the person who does porn of every Google like banner that comes out. You know, that is my name. That is me. That is my specialty. You know, um, but I mean, and there are some cases, and it's very rare where someone is like somebody who's known for doing the adult stuff of the the company that they're working for, and folks find out, and they're just like, "Ooh, do they know?" And it's just like, "Yeah, but I don't know if you realize, but I have stopped doing it." <laughs> you know, because it's like that can get you in trouble. I don't know, just so. Um, it can get you in trouble. It's like, it's just bad taste. I mean, no one's going to legally come after you, but it's just, it's kind of in bad taste. It's kind of like if you worked for a company, but then like on your public Twitter, you're basically talking about like how garbagey everybody is at the company you work at. And then you expect to keep your job somehow. You know, I just say, like, if you really want to have that balance and you want to do adult stuff and you and you want to work, just be aware that you may want to separate those. But I mean, me and Axer really don't separate our names like we don't have separate accounts, uh, like with different names for our adult stuff. I mean, if you type in my username for for uh, D.A., for instance, you'll find my my fur affinity account, which is where all my adult stuff is. And I I mean I really don't care. The most I did was basically make see this. Um, you cut from, out for again, unfortunately. And it was just in the middle of saying what you did, which was the funny part. The worst I thing said, I did was the worst thing I did was put up uh so that you had to have an account to see it. That's it. So. From there, I can't. I can't keep people from looking at it. I can't keep kids from wandering in or finding stuff that people re-uploaded of mine elsewhere. I'm. I'm only taking so much responsibility. However, I'm also very mindful that there is a lot of the uh, adult fan art that I did draw is out there. I'm very aware of it, and in, I mean, even if I took it down, it doesn't mean that someone just put it right back up someplace else and it's and you can find it easily and stuff um i have to live with that so if at one point hasbro's like hey we like your stuff but what's this about i'm probably going to be like yeah i did do that but yeah i'm sorry you know it was a younger me i was a fool and in love it was a fool yeah fool in love with drawing porn of my little funny characters um <laughs> But, yeah, it, I mean, again, it's just, like, one of those things where it's just, like, I didn't, I, I, I'm I aware that I did it. I'm also not saying, like, oh, I've never done it. I'm, I did it. But um, now I don't do that. And that's because, like, I've learned a new respect for uh, other people's, other people's property, you know. So, you know, I am down with OPP. Hey. Uh, so, yeah, hey. I just think that it's it's like it is possible to do it. There is a way to do it, and it's just like it's it's a lot of it's common sense. If you feel like you're you're gonna cross over, and it might affect your job, just make a new account. You don't even have to make a new um. You don't have to change a name and hide under a new, new alias. Just make a separate account of stuff. 
you know, and I would say just like, don't make it a thing where like you, you're like, gosh, I really want to talk about this with my coworkers because I just want to get their reactions and I want to see them freak out. Don't do that. Don't do that. I had people at my work ask about my art stuff. I just showed them my general thing and I did warn them. I'm like, if you Google my name, you might come across some adult stuff because I did do that. I'm just warning you right now. I didn't show them. I just warned them. I just let them know so that they weren't like surprised later. And they were like, okay, right on. You know, that sort of thing. It's, that's all it takes. Common sense. People listening to this after the fact might be tempted to think, well, all the people that you've referred to are in uh, the gaming industry. Um, you know, and maybe there's some extra leniency there because of, you know, X, Y, and Z factors, uh, the audience in the gaming industry or whatever. But I, but I know that, um, I'm thinking of Daniel Landerman in particular. He, I don't mm. think he would call, mind me calling him out cause he's pretty open and public about, uh, you know, some of the adult content that, that he likes to draw. Um, and, and he works for, a firm that does some pretty high profile, you know, advertising work. Uh, you know, so I, I don't think that it's, you know, necessarily specific to, um, you know, a particular kind of industry kind of what we're getting at. This is, this is a, don't quote me on that. This is, that's just sort of the, um, intuition that I'm having based on our conversation now and yeah. other guests that we've talked to about, similar tangentially related things i mean the other thing to consider is also like if you have an account that you also talk about your job stuff on um it can be as simple as like my opinions are my own or you know you just you don't talk about work stuff on your on your social media because unless it's like hey i'm announcing a thing why are you talking about like the inner workings of your of your company and what people are like and how they're doing stuff unless hey it's like my friend is doing this thing and it's really cool instead of like being like ah oh, that Joby I can't believe on Friday in the meeting he totally said this thing don't don't be you know <laughs> be like that. but as far as the art goes uh, specifically um because also don't draw art don't draw adult artwork of your coworkers don't do it oh wow yeah no. no. I hope that goes without saying um, or your best friends or whatever. But uh, so back to the art, um, pretty much every artist has to draw nudes at some point because it's studying anatomy. It's mm -hmm. studying gesture. It's all those things. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that art heavy industries are going to understand that there's not a whole lot of, there's a little bit of difference in like a intention, but as far as material wise, it's not always that great. Yeah. It's not, I mean, as much as people want to go like, oh, I saw a butt cheek, that's adult and stuff. I mean, there's a difference. There's a difference in presentation and stuff. But there are companies that are just like, I absolutely do not want anything to do. Even I don't care if it's artistic. It's a nude. I don't care. Um, I don't want, don't, nothing near us. Don't want it, you know. And that's something that you kind of have to be aware of. It's like, I know it's people make the joke about like reading the TOS and stuff, but I actually do. And it's because of the fact that I, I do adult stuff, but I read the TOS. I'm like, how do you guys handle um, material like this? Like me and Axer, when we draw, we'll draw a lot of like kind of close to fetishy stuff. Like we draw like, and I mean, it's not going to be like explicit, like 
born and whatnot. But I mean, it is sexual, so in a way. So I I want to make sure that it's like we're not breaking TOS by doing it. I mean, I know it's kind of silly to go like, oh no, I don't want to break TOS on 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 Twitch, you know, while also knowing that there is like a hot tub stream channel section on here, you know. But don't I mean, I do care about, about boy nipples. Kind of <laughs> I actually, I mean, I, I care about that kind of thing because, like, you know, you don't know how companies actually feel about it. And, I mean, if you're going to use their services, then it's good to be aware of it. I mean, even if you just kind of closely just kind of, like, you know, find a keyword or two, it's good to, like, be aware of that kind of thing. Because, again, in the case of Twitch, it might change what they consider to be of that nature might change. Like, people used to have, like, butt emotes. And then they took those down. They're like, no more butts, no more butts, unless they're covered. And then people would put their butt emotes back up, but then they were covered. And then they were just like, ah, no, still, take it down, take it down. And then they're like, ah, I can have a butt. But then, like, no one mentioned orgasm. And that's like, I think there's like actually a global emote for it. Yep. Uh, it uh, was called um, Craigasm. Yeah. So it's just like, it's kind of like how can you really balance the idea of like no butts but then orgasm face you know that's fine you know because it's you can't pretend that's something else (laughs) well orgasm face isn't in the bible cami so it's they don't they don't mention that now hang thy tongue (laughs) (laughs) it's not in the ten commandments so it's okay yeah on, along these lines of uh, caring about the industry and like whether it's Twitch or the uh, the companies you want, hope to work for, uh, mm-hmm. how was your transition from uh, doing adult commissions to uh, doing uh, industry work? The only thing that changed is that I don't do private commissions anymore. I still draw adults. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much the only change is like I, I don't take private commissions. Now I just draw one for myself. I mean, as masturbatory as that sounds. <laughs> literally. I yeah. mean, literally. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I draw, I draw adult stuff because I enjoy it. I never got into because I felt I needed to do it to get into, like, around the industry. And as far as, like, its place um, in my current job is that um, all it really did was help them see that I could actually do the work. Um, and it has not come up since. Like, I've been in the industry now five years. Wow, five okay, five years, and it uh, it only came up like uh, once because like my last AD uh, who went off to work uh, for Disney. By the way, we were talking about art stuff, and like he showed me. Um, and like I was just talking about mine, and he's just like, "Yeah, I Google." Some stuff came up. Some stuff I saw. Some stuff, and I was just like, "Yeah, you know, <laughs> I did work for a couple face eyes, so you might see that like cruising around." He's like, "Yeah, okay, you know, wasn't, you know, you know, he wasn't didn't don the mouse ears and go, I shall hand you your subpoena later.' You know, he was just like, you know, he was just like." Okay, you know, because, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not, uh, uh, oh, I really wanted, I, you know what, I wasn't going to tell this, 
game that I'm working on for Congregate right now is a SpongeBob game. Oh, okay. In my DA gallery, before I got hired officially, I took it down. It's not there anymore. I didn't know this was going to happen, by the way. You'll get fed later. Um, I put a picture of my character, Topless, wearing a pair of SpongeBob boxers. But I took it down. I took it down. I didn't know we were going to work on this. I was just like, you know what? This picture's kind of old. And it's also kind of weird to have this here. So I should take this down. And then they're like, we're going to be working on a SpongeBob game. I'm like, because <sighs> all I would have taken is just one person to go like, what's this? And I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I, you know what? Ooh, what's that? <laughs> so, yeah. So, by the way, Nickelodeon likes my stuff. So, that's all that. that's all that counts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did want to ask for those who are still taking or thinking of taking commissions, kind of mm. moving into that place. Um, as far as like what to expect, uh, I know you know nightmare cli- nightmare clients are real; they're a thing. Are there you t- we you talked a little bit earlier about how sometimes people think it's an invitation when they hear that you're you know into smut like oh now i'm gonna like shove all my smut at you yeah is are are there extra layers of grossness that will happen if you're in the like in the commission world of uh you know nsfw yes Yes. um unfortunately there are people who that is their outlet is basically buying the adult materials that they like um and again they don't have that filter and they are they're just like you're doing adult stuff you're used to the way that people the way that people talk to each other and so uh they'll kind of like when you do the commission for them and you're like what do you think is this what you like they'll kind of be like what do you like do you do you like it is it it's just like no i don't look, this isn't for me. (laughs) And you have to basically tell them because they'll basically kind of try, they're trying to, like, the getting the commission is one part of it. Having somebody who's also into it is a second part of it. So you have to kind of be careful of that. Um, If, I mean, if you really enjoy that kind of stuff and you talk to the person and you're you're actually, yeah, I really like this, I'm really into this, so I enjoy drawing this or whatever, just be careful of how you handle that. Because, like, if they're really just, like, they're like, yes, tell me more, tell me, say it slowly, you know, then realize that they're going to go to the next person, kind of, this is how I'm going to talk to this person now, you know, so that's, that's one thing to be careful of. I've had that, I, um, I did a commission for a person, um, I had to, I had to pay for something, like, really fast. So I had to kind of like schedule uh, a a month where I did like 60 pictures for this person. And sometimes I had to draw them for them. Like um, there's a program called Open Canvas where you can you could connect to another person, watch them draw live. Where I would have to do that. Uh, One day I had to do some chores and then I showed up like a little bit late. This person actively responded like I just stood them up on a day. They were mad. And I was just like, you know, 
I'm going to give you your money back because I'm not going to do this. <laughs> they later came back to me at a convention and they were like, what I was doing and how I treated you. And I apologized for that. And I was like, that's cool. And, you know, but I'm still not going to do any more commissions for you because it's not. You it's know, but I appreciated the apology all the same. It's not commonly spoken of to fire your clients, but the more people I talk to, the more often I hear that there's sometimes a high paying client who is just too demanding or difficult to work with and you have to let them go. Yeah. I mean, again, it's that like they, they are aware of how much money that they're putting into it. And even if they're like, they're like, I will, I will put this much on top because I know that you will not turn it down. And now that I've done that, you basically are, you're mine. To, if I want as many changes as I want, I paid for it. You're mine. You know, that kind of thing. And uh, I think that some of that is because, again, of that race to the bottom thing. Um, people are like, they're so desperate to get trying to pay for They're also like, they don't want to, they don't want to overcharge, but if someone's like willing to pay them, a little then they will they're willing to take on even to get that instead of just going like i'm going to take enough on one commission to pay for the thing i need to pay for whatever that means and instead they're just like i will do all these small commissions and basically kind of get to be under somebody's thumb so that i can i don't i don't think i can charge that or this is what i can this is what i can get this is it you know and unfortunately people are aware of that the, the people buying stuff um i the, the way i put it is like you ever do like comparative shopping where you'll find something you're like oh that's really good but then immediately go and look and see if it's cheaper it's like that so they'll be like i want this commission from this person but they charge a lot. Who draws very similar to that person that I go to that actually? And they'll look for that. And then, like, sometimes you'll even get people who will be like, I want a picture that looks like this from that person that they couldn't get the commission of. Do that. And if the person's like, I'm not, I don't know if I could really do that. And they're like, what if I paid you a little bit more? And then it's just like, they're kind of like seeing, like, what is your line? what is what is the thing that makes you crack and it's kind of i think that that's more gross than the fetish mining honestly i mean fetish mining is disgusting but i mean like i think that people who who know and are aware that they can kind of go and go like what if i gave you this how much are you gonna dance for me then you know i i think that that's worse personally because that's a very particular type of person not and to I want nothing to do with them. Not to not to one up you, but no, uh, the, the 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 one step darker or into the darkness further than that is the person <laughs> that's like they'll post in some public place or they'll send to a lot of artists this like message where it's like, mm. well, uh, why don't you just like send me your your best art or like a, a selection of art that you're really proud of. Uh, and then I'm going to choose from amongst you who I'm going to pay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen I've actually seen posts like that on Twitter. And I'm just like. 
Yeah, I see mm. shit like that on Twitter. I get emails about that. I see it on Reddit. It's like, do you, this is do you active, insane. Do you actually get people who come to you and be like, I want to see your stuff, but there's other artists involved? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Ew, gross. No. Oh, I hate it. I hate it and It's like it's part of their plan to like... I guess make you feel inferior or like you have to like stand up to this competition. competition. Yeah. I'm going to, I got something to prove now. Like, Oh yeah, I'm going to fucking show my shit and you're going to choose me over Jay Axer for sure. See, that's the thing. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I, I see, um, I see, I see you, people, I see young people who, who fall into that. Like if somebody posts, uh, like if someone posts their commission, like they're open for commission. And if they're like, you know, this person's whatever, they're not hot, they're not hot, their stuff's not good, they'll immediately go like, they'll say one of two things, which is like, I can do it myself with a picture that they posted, that is basically like the commission type that that person's offering, and maybe they'll like post like a their uh, price sheet, or they'll just like go into the middle of somebody's series down oh i'm sorry we, we got just like oh wow this blew up hey can you i'm open for commissions right now stop <laughs> sorry we got a a lot of mic cut out from you on on that one no i know I, I i was tempted not to say it but uh it. it was a few sentences that you had that, that i think we lost so <laughs> which one how far back uh they go into the they go into somebody else's uh, thing where they're talking really serious about something, and then they go, "This really blew up. I'm open for commissions, regardless of whatever." The, I mean, Moose, your your post had a bunch of that. Like people going, "Like, is my stuff good? Here's my price list," you know. And I'm just like, "That's fine," but because you're talking about prices, but I'm also kind of like, there. To be fair, a lot of the people that were asking that probably wouldn't get hired in general because they were like doing like. Very beginner level. I've never studied perspective or stock or uh, or design in my life, and I'm just doing what uh, me Moose could do if I were to try my hand at art. So, so are you guys familiar with like post bots, like where people will hook up a bot, and then, like anytime somebody's like goes, I'm looking for keyword commission the bot goes i can do commissions regardless of whatever that commission is and it just posts their stuff right. at this person i didn't realize that was a thing until recently and i'm just oh yeah, that's even worse so to get even more nasty um on reddit there are people who will set up bots so that they'll downvote other people's co- uh, posts as soon as they post so that it get, doesn't get seen by anybody else Jesus, so, so this is why I got out of the commission game. I'm serious because it's it's way too cutthroat. I yeah. could, I can't, I can't even do that. So That's th- this is why I tell people if you want to do posts on social media, whether it's Reddit or Facebook or whatever, have your friends at the ready to uh, upvote it because there's gonna be bots out there that are automatically gonna downvote it so no other people see it. Jesus, I mean, I have people that I watch on, and if they post. Um, I try and stuff because I mean, I mean, I know that I don't have like a huge audience, but it... you're cutting out a bit. 
I just said that if I, I, I have people that I watch and I'll, um, I'll retweet their commission open messages and stuff so that at least it gets somewhere. Like, right. I'll heard it and then I'll, I'll retweet it because, I mean, maybe it helps. The funny thing is, like, uh, we were on uh, Jay's podcast the other day and uh, you mentioned that you guys were responsible for the um, people that were uh, responding to my thread and they had the, the, the adult content stuff. Well, you also liked my post that night. And then I started getting a new wave of them. So yes. it is confirmed that uh, you guys are the gateway to the uh, to the adult industry, as it were. <laughs> so yes. on that note, uh, yeah. before we end up, because uh, I know we're getting close to the end, um, there was well, a, uh, a part I wanted to ask. For, for yeah. those who are interested in going down this path, they've, you know, weigh the pros and cons, whether or not they're interested in it and so on. If they are jazzed to go down this route, um, where are some good places for them to start getting a foothold? I would say the good place to get some foot. This is going to sound really weird, but um, DeviantArt has a erotica section that sees a lot of use. Um, Twitter straight up just post videos of people just going at it so i know that they're fine um i mean i wouldn't i honestly wouldn't delve into the uh, patreon thing just yet i would wait to see if you have gained an audience before you decide to go down that route um there are other just uh, pick pick caro pick is it pick Picardo. picardo yeah there you go picardo does allows for adult streams and stuff like that um, just be aware that you are. You just be aware that you are. And I get a very particular kind of audience in there. I saw you, it. You out cut out. Time. Okay, got it. I okay. saw it. I'm aware of it. I'm watching you. <laughs> yeah, just look for the, uh, the uh, green bars around the the picture. Yeah, I don't know why it's cutting out so much. It's really weird. It doesn't usually do that. But um, I would say Picardo, Twitter, um, DeviantArt. Don't do it on ArtStation. I mean, I know people post butts and, and titties on there, but that's don't <laughs> don't do it. You're not gonna get anywhere with it for one thing, and they're probably gonna be like, stop. Um, there's uh, other adult sites that you can post on. I mean, if you don't really care about owning a site, there you can post on image boards. Honestly, I would just stick to like the places, the rivers, and the lakes that you're used to. Um, uh, but nice. just, just don't post, don't do it on Instagram. Cause they will, they will, they are already locking down, but that'll just definitely make them go like, ah, bye. <laughs> you know? not, not only that, but Instagram will track, uh, your account to different, to, uh, um, sister accounts. So if you're posting on a, a separate account, but they even know it's your, uh, your IP address or from the same computer, they will say, even if it's like your brother or your husband that's posting from that uh, computer, they'll say, we're going to shadow ban this account as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's shadow banning is another thing that that's still pretty new to me too, which I find kind of, kind of creepy. Um, you do like you're banned, but you don't know it. So you're just basically talking to an empty room. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are the places that I would suggest, um, mostly again, Twitter. I know people are like Twitter, but it's just like, if you basically just curate your follow list and like just mute terms 
and and whatnot and be okay with blocking accounts, you'll be fine. Twitter's fine. You know, it's actually not bad. It's a great place. Like I watch forty people at max, and like any, I'm I'm basically got like this huge muted term list, and so far we just lost all of that after muted term list. That's it. I just said I was like I have hit no landmine, and it's just like all of it's just been artwork and stuff. So yeah, I mean Twitter. it's it's what you make of it. Exactly. Yeah. Twitter is um, very curatable. If that's a mm-hmm. word, you know, like I, you don't have to just dive headlong into Twitter. It's like there's a lot that you can do to be selective about what you're going to see. Yeah. So I always become a Twitter fanboy on, on these podcasts at some point because it's like, yay, Twitter, because <laughs> it's like so much more customizable, the experience uh, as opposed to Instagram, which is basically just like you're at the mercy of the algorithm fully. Oh, gosh, man. Uh, I'm. I I see the announcements and see what people have to go through, and I'm just like, you know, just like, woof. Glad I didn't pick that as my platform. I would probably be like, that window tweet taste. Wonder what happened. <laughs> so the one thing I want to say about Twitter, real quick, is um, hmm. the people will uh, be happy if you follow them, so you can just follow liberally. But then if you don't actually want to hear what they say. You can one either mute them and they won't know, or two just create a list of uh, a private list of people that you're actively interested in and listening to, and then that that's kind of like a secret follow. Yeah, yeah. So that's, you, a, that's the thing. It's like I was gonna say, it's just like if you if you want to see their stuff but you only want to see it on your turn, they won't know that you have them muted. And oh boy, do I use that mute button? <laughs> Well, we had wanted to ask you a little bit about your current career. Uh, the NSFW stuff uh, dominated the conversation. But before we do wrap up, I, I would like you to speak a little bit, if you want to, what, uh, what is your current career consist of? What are you doing now? I work in, I work at Congregate. I'm the senior artist, which means that Dang it. Okay. I'm in charge of doing concept stuff for uh, the outsourcing teams and making sure that they have all the need. Um, in a way, I'm kind of like a lead, but not really. Uh, I handle talking to executives, and so it's not just all artwork. Um, I handle talking to marketing, and I also sometimes help with uh, implementation. Um, we, we are, um, a mobile company that's actually, we have like a bunch of other companies under our umbrella. Like right now I'm contracted to congregate, uh, Ultrabit, and that's like a smaller company inside of them. Like, so if you hear like congregate, no, okay. It, it was like, um, they have, uh, a few other companies, like I, I think they have Synapses and then like uh, something I think I want to say Game 5 or something is another company of theirs. So if you see like Congregate, realize that's not like just one company. But I work for Congregate Prime. I'm just kind of like a, a cog that they move around into these different 
companies and stuff. So one day I might work for one place doing concept and the other I'm just like talking to um, executives about like, you know, how do we make sure that we handle the IP that you guys have us working on properly and stuff like that. So I wear a lot of hats. And in mobile, you kind of end up wearing a lot of hats. Well, uh, speaking of seeing and being seen, where would you like people to see you and see your stuff? I have a Twitter, uh, Cami Vite. I think it's no underscore. Um, I, I believe is what I, I actually say that because I don't really look at. So I don't know it. I don't have it memorized. <laughs> and then uh, I think it's still Cami Vite on ArtStation. And then, like, on DeviantArt, it's Kami Cheetah, because that was my original username, and I never got rid of it and never changed it and updated it. So you can you can kind of figure out which ones get updated from that. Well, DeviantArt, I mean, love it or hate it, it, it has that soft spot in all of our hearts, right? Hey, I actually, you know what? I originally got on DeviantArt because, like, I was, I don't want and saying that they're posting my stuff. So I made an account and then eventually I was just like, you know what? Aren't so then I just started posting on there. And it hasn't been bad. I have I have been on DeviantArt long enough. I saw the rise and I saw the the point at which anime and furry art was denied. I remember when Daily Deviations actually met some now it's just kind of like a thing that happens and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but if you got a daily deviation set for life, you're like, that was your that was your that was your claim to fame and now we're and uh except for now it's just like whatever. Yeah. I got a daily deviation. They're they're trying to come back though. My understanding is they're trying to be like the more art friendly version of like a more art friendly version of Instagram for art artists but that the, what that sense does not make a sense but they want to be a better portfolio site than uh than instagram i mean it's good it it actually still it's still a good site just they changed the layout didn't really like it so that's kind of i mean it's it's gonna happen and as we as we lose better options then people are gonna have to start going back and then they'll get used to it, and then when they change that, then they'll leave and they'll come back, and then they'll leave and they'll come back. I did notice that the, there are some functionalities on DeviantArt that I didn't see on like uh, Instagram or any other site really, where like you could type in a search for a specific commission type. Mm -hmm. So you could uh, go to the commissions tab and then type in D and D, and then a bunch of D and D characters. The price lists are terrible, though. I yeah. always like two, two or three that are actually viable prices for anyone that, uh, to make a living off of. A lot of that is because people are like, they don't know how to get started in commissions. This now trying to get, they're trying to get the information out there, how people can price themselves. But beforehand, it's just like, people are like, uh, I don't know this. I would pay this because I did it. And Obviously, that's the price that this should be, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, I think as people get more information and and have more people, to, 
these are good prices that you should be considering, you know, then you'll get less of that, like, oh, I'm just going to charge $5 because it's quick for me to do it, and that's okay. I don't know what people's problem is, that sort of thing, you know? So, um, I think I, I think that DeviantArt is, is doing okay. Um, I like the, the fact that you can search for that kind of thing now. Um, they also have, I mean, I don't know how many people know about DeviantArt uh, Muro, M-U-R-O, where you can you can draw a comment instead of just writing one. You can it gives you like a little art like MS Paint looking thing, and you can draw on it, and then you can like leave that as a comment and stuff, which I think is kind of cute. But also when you do that, it creates like a, a little account that keeps all of those pictures. I like my account. You can straight from there. So that's something else that they have. And uh, I have used that before. I've actually drawn on comments that I've left on actors' pictures before and stuff. Uh, I think that that's really fun. I like that kind of stuff. I think it's really cute. Um, but yay. So it's just a matter of time before other uh, social media platforms steal that ideas from them. And then yeah. nobody has to use DeviantArt anymore again. Yeah, and then you know somebody will be like, None of this, whatever this happens to be, and then they'll be. We just lost you on the last part. Oh, I just said like, and then like the they'll be like none of whatever they decide they don't want, and then people because do... I don't care. That's fine. That's okay. They used to have like they used to have like a they used to be like no no adult stuff, and then like it, no drawings, no adult drawings, whatever. And then they had the the erotica section, which was just photos, and people were like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" And so now it's just it's all artwork and photos. Being our whatever, <laughs> as long as we can't actually see anything that's like very like obvious what's going on, you can do the oh I'm eating a banana or. <laughs> Oh hey, I'm I'm playing this guitar very aggressively. Kind of that, you know, that sort of thing. They just there, there's it's like the no nipples, but except so because you can't have nipples on DA. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. Um, but that's that's good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well. Coming into this wrap up, uh, Cami, our trademark final question for you. Uh, aside from work, aside from the oh wait, per- we did the other question first. What? Oh, I forgot something. What? 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 Where do we want uh, people to find her? No, yeah. I mean that's just ask that. Oh, uh, I thought you were gonna say Twitch. Yeah. Oh, Twitch. Oh, yeah. Uh, my Twitch name is Cami underscore Bite. We yes. will have all of those links in the show notes, definitely. So if you're listening yeah. after this, go check that out. Um, I actually yeah. forgot about the Twitch channel. Well, that happens. That's our, we'll remember for you. Um, but yeah, um, one more question. The uh, yeah. aside from aside from professional and and personal stuff, what's one thing in the world that's happening right now that you're excited about? I actually prepared for this question because I was really excited. 
It's a very small thing, but there is a baby seal that was born in uh, the Kyoto Aquarium in Japan, and it was born hypoglycemic, and the the um, caretakers were raising it, and recently they introduced because it had recently. They introduced it to ice for the first time, and they gave him a little ice birthday cake with little fish. <laughs> and it was like it was his first birthday, and I was just like, oh. they had to. They taught. They were teaching it how to swim, um, and and how to hold its breath underwater, and stuff, so that they can re-release it back uh, with its mom, because um, they had to. They had to make sure that it would survive, and now it's doing like really well. So you know, had a little birthday cake, and I was just like, yeah. oh. Because I love that kind of stuff. I watch the Kyoto uh, Aquarium and stuff on Twitter, and I just love it. So that's something I'm excited about. I know it's not, like, super big news, but it's big news to me. Well, I mean, it's, it's the f- first one in, like, the last 20 where it wasn't uh, vaccines or something, so. Oh, uh, um, I mean, yeah, that's, that's great and all, but he had his first birthday. He had a little birthday. They gave him a little cake, and it had, like, little uh, little colored ice cubes in it. And then they gave him like a little bowl, like a little bowl of sardines, and then it was just like super happy. On the if you go to the blog, like, I haven't. Been... But if you go to the blog, and it's like at the end, it's like, and I was just like, <laughs> I was super happy. Yeah, no, we're all we're all waiting for like the really like voice from the sky good news. But I think it's much more important to cultivate as many little snippets of good news that we can, because all that shit yeah. adds up. And I think I, I think, think so. That's that's we have it, way better than uh, holding out for. Oh my god, the well, who's gonna save us? But thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Cammy, yeah. so much for this. This has been fantastic. Um, yeah, this is not, super fun. Yeah, not only I never was got the, to ask you the questions I wanted to ask you, but maybe next time. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh. There'll definitely be a next time for sure. Yeah. Um, the, I'll do this again. Not only was the information great, but this topic is something that I think is uh, another yet another one that needs to be discussed more. So yeah, uh, there definitely should be a next time, uh, and we'll get to other stuff uh, besides just the the dirty smut. <laughs> I want I, the thing is is like I want people to be comfortable with the idea that they can do it and not feel ashamed that they decided to do this thing. You know, I mean, because I mean. Unless it's like you're doing something that's and immoral, then I mean, you, there's no problem with it. It's natural. You're not forcing other people to be into it. This is something that you enjoy. And if it's like if it if there's a cross between your work and that, again, handling yourself and being smart about it. And I I I really want people to not be afraid to be like oh i picked the wrong path and now i've screwed myself i mean i think you only do that if you know for a fact that you have basically chose the wrong job like oh man i really wanted to go into ballet but i started off with chopping people up so (laughs) that's a hard that's that's gonna be a little bit of a a long walk to to go back from you know that kind of it's just like it's i mean it's all artwork at the end of the day, really, you know. And it's just a matter, I mean, people are people and, and there's like, you know, respecting yourself and respecting other people. It's important, you know. 
Most of all, respect yourself. Yeah. Perfect words of wisdom to end on. Thank you again, Kimmy. We'll see you soon. I want to see the highway. (laughs) 